It's crazy the things that God shows you when you don't expect it. Sometimes even to a point where you feel a little crazy. <laughs> Let's take this time. The altars are always open, but especially now. Join me in prayer as we continue to worship God. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you no matter what is going on. Because even if I draw my last breath, your mercy still endures. Lord, not only do I thank you for your mercy, but also for what today represents Mother's Day. Many are celebrating. The joy and hardship of being a mother this morning. Some are grieving. Maybe because of children no longer with us or painful relationships or that desire to be a mother. Regardless of what we're celebrating, grieving, Lord, you are there. Remember all mothers are part of what brings us into this world. You are ultimately the creator of life, the one who knits us in our mother's wombs. So I pray, I pray this morning that through everything, we ultimately celebrate you. I pray for those who are sick this morning, in pain, whether it be physical or emotional, Lord. Give peace. Give direction. Give comfort, Lord. 
Lord. I pray for those who can't be here this morning for whatever reason, good, bad, indifferent, Lord, that you would be with them. And Lord, as we continue into this time of worship, worshiping through the word, worshiping through fellowship with each other, Lord, that we would hear your voice and live it. Not only as we walk in these four walls, but also when we walk further, that we would reflect you everywhere we go, that we would hear you everywhere we go, that we would be sensitive to what you have called us to be and do everywhere. So again, I pray as we continue on, that would be oriented towards you and hear your voice and what you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Hey, Emmett, can you hit the number two? We good? Okay, cool. We're, uh, we're, we're uh, low on our regular tech team, so I'm training Emmett on live stream right now. So, <laughs> how old is Emmett? Seven. So we've got a seven-year-old running our live stream right now. Um, <laughs> thank you, Emmett. <sighs> Good morning. Okay. But clearly it's not a good morning. Good morning. There we go. There we go. So, as many of you who uh, are here often know that announcements is my favorite part of the, the, the morning when, when Jim's not here because I completely screw it up every week. But I have Jim's announcements from last week. <laughs> so I'm copying off his homework. Um, <laughs> so good morning. Uh, this Wednesday, we are getting back into Bible study, uh, 6.30. Um, we are continuing to go through the series, How to Read the Bible, um, and uh, specifically narrative literature, how to read narrative literature in the Bible. Um, so please, you're welcome to join us. We're combined right now in doing that. So 
we would love for you to come and join us in that time together, Wednesdays at 6.30. Uh, this weekend, Women's Brunch, this Saturday at 10 a.m. Okay, cool. Uh, women, show up. Uh, someone, please bring bacon. <laughs> I heard your last one didn't have bacon. Like, come on. Yeah, how can it be anything having to do with breakfast food and not have bacon? I just don't understand. Maybe it's just a guy thing, I don't know. Uh, business meeting next week, 521, we have our local church conference uh, right after church. So plan to stick around for a little while. We'll, we'll try to get in our church business done as quickly as possible so we can continue on with our day. But um, it's, important, it's important that we have you here so that you can have... Um, so that you can be a part of not only the, the goings-on of the church, but also the decisions that are made here in the church. Uh, and that's whether you're a member or not, uh, we invite you to join and be a part. Um, 6-3, June 3rd, uh, we have a church cleanup day uh, at 9 a.m. Be here or be here. You should just be here. Uh, we have no slide for that one because we just want you to remember. Um, and we thank you for your tithes and offerings. Uh, seriously, uh, there's boxes at the back if you want to give um, in person. Or you can text or uh, go online and um, use those methods to, to give electronically. Uh, and if you need help with those, uh, I can certainly help you walk through it if you would like. Um, after church, not in the middle. I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> but seriously, it's just another way of worship, and also we could not be the church we are without you, and this isn't my money. It's not even the board's money. It's God's money that we are given to Stuart towards his will and his kingdom. Um, Nate has the scripture reading this morning, so I give it to him. Come on, you can do it. I know. He wanted me to everyone to notice his shoes this morning. <laughs> They're pretty okay. <laughs> Sorry for the rustling. Um, all right, so I'll be reading from uh, the book of Exodus, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, which is the birth of Moses. Uh, about this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. Uh, the, the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She, th she saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance, watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the river bank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. 
Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained he lifted him out of the water. Well, good morning. It is good to see each of you today on this Sunday, May 14th. Happens to be Mother's Day. And uh, I was sitting in the motel room this morning and uh, took a couple of devotional books I use every day. This was one uh, called The Word for You Today. And I started reading it. I said, I have to read this in church today. This is a Mother's Day gift to you. I read this this morning. It's real fresh. Um, Romans 12.3 says, I give this advice to each of you. Try to have a sane estimate of your capabilities. An old, tired-looking dog wandered into a woman's yard. She could tell from looking at him that he had a good home he followed her inside, down the hall, and promptly lay down and fell asleep. Two hours later, he went to the door and she let him out. The next day, he came back, resumed his position, and napped for a couple of hours. This went on for a week. Curious, the woman pinned this note to the collar. Every afternoon your dog comes to my house for a nap. The next day the dog showed up with a note that read, he lives in a home with ten children. <laughs> Apparently he needs some quiet time. Can I come with him tomorrow? <laughs> that was too good to pass up. <laughs> Uh. Well, many mothers uh, could be considered on this Mother's Day. Eve, the mother of all. Hannah, the mother of Samuel, I love that story. And Mary, of course, the mother of Jesus. But our choice for today is a woman whose name you may not know. It is Jochebed the mother of Moses. She was a mother during difficult times. And I believe in so many ways we live in difficult times. And so this story really spoke to me and I pray God will use it to speak to you. Just before I preach this message, and Pastor Franklin already alluded to it in his prayer, I try to be careful on Mother's Day to remember some people are hurting on Mother's Day. Those who maybe lost their mother just this past year or recently. Um, those who have miscarried children. Those who had stillborn children. 
women with barren wombs, those who were never married, mothers who have lost children after they were born, post-abortive mothers. There's a lot of people that can hurt on Mother's Day. And I want to whisper the name Jesus over them because I believe he can minister to each one of us where we are and how we are hurting. Don't you? I thank the Lord for that. So Jochebed, the mother of Moses, is who we're going to share about from God's word today. She was a mother in difficult times. All male babies were under the sentence of death. At first, Pharaoh ordered that the midwives should kill the male babies, and the Hebrew midwives didn't. They, they obeyed God and let them live, and then Pharaoh ordered that all the male babies be what? Thrown into the river. But Jochebed acted in faith and entered, though her name isn't mentioned, it mentions the parents of Moses, and of course that includes the mother of Moses, in the Hall of Faith chapter, Hebrews 11, in the Bible. So I'm going to turn there right now to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, and I'm going to begin versing, uh, reading at verse 23 and read through verse 29. If you're turning in your Bibles, I want to breathe this prayer. Heavenly Father, this is your word, and it's you and your Son the living God that we need to see and we need to hear from today. Will you interpret it and apply it to each heart as only you can by your Holy Spirit for your glory? Amen. Verse 23 of Hebrews 11, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. What did the mother of Moses do for him? That's the title of my message today. What did the mother of Moses do for him? I want to propose uh, a couple of things that I believe Jochebed did for Moses without her even realizing it. First of all, she saw the potential in her son. Did, did you hear what I read just a minute ago? Uh, 
when he was born, the parents saw he was a beautiful child. Different translations say different things there. He was no ordinary child. He was a proper child, a fine child, an exceeding fair child. Was there a glow around Moses? I don't think so. Was there a a Charlotte spider's web that spelled out the word potential? (laughs) I don't think so. Remember, these reactions I just read are the reactions of parents. Potential, wouldn't you agree, is in the eye of the beholder. I remember when uh, my wife was expecting our first child. And, and up to that point, I, I'd hear parents say, oh, he looks just like his dad, or oh, he looks just like his mom. And I thought, baby doesn't look like that, looks like himself. And then John was born, our firstborn. And in the Lock Haven, Pennsylvania Hospital, I took one look at him and said, he looks like me. <laughs> Jochebed loved him as if, as he was, and expected the most for him, just like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil. Plans to give you hope in a future. I believe Jochebed, this woman, this Hebrew woman, who was a slave to the Egyptian soldiers, as they all were, saw potential in her child. You know, a child should be a blessing, not treated as a bother. Children are gifts from God, his heritage, Psalm 127 says. And mothers have a way, wouldn't you agree, of seeing potential in their children. I still like that song. I sing it to myself sometimes. Sometimes I've used it when I ministered to children in the hospital. I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. I am a great big bundle of potentiality. I think Jochebed had no idea how greatly God would use her son. But she believed God had a purpose. And so she, remember, made that basket, pitched it and tarred it and put him in the river. She did it because she saw potential in her son. I copied a note from my scrapbook here that my mother gave to me on August 23rd, 1977, or that's when she wrote it. It's just a copy of the original in my scrapbook. And she wrote, Dear Paul, and I won't read you the first part, but these lines, I remember the joy that it gave me the first morning you knelt and prayed and read your Bible in the living room. We are as happy that you are entering the ministry more than if you were president of the United States 
always follow God's leading. When the way gets hard, trust him more, for he will never fail you. Always keep in the center of God's will. Remember always God's way is best. I believe mothers see potential in their children. My mother Mildred saw potential. Friend, the first thing I want to get across to you this morning is this. God sees potential in you. More than you see in yourself. My mom saw more in me than I saw, but God sees potential in you. Jochebed saw potential in her son. The second thing I noticed from this scripture is she risked her life for her son. She dared to violate the law, the king's command to save her son. Now, generally, we're to obey the law. We're, we're to listen, but there is a time for everything. There is a time to break the law, and this was the proper time for Jochebed to save her son alive. The Bible says we ought to obey God rather than man. Acts 5, 29. If they ever tell me not to pray or not to read my Bible or not to tell of the one who redeemed me and forgave my sin, I'll have to disobey the law and tell them Jesus Christ forgave my sin and took this angry young man and gave him peace in his heart. There's examples of the apostles and other heroes of the faith, Stephen, James, Peter, and many countless others, names you can find in the Fox's Book of Martyrs. In spite of the command of the king, Jochebed hid her son, putting him in that basket and putting him in the river. The verse 20, uh, the scripture states she was not afraid of the king's command. And you know what? I believe her son learned from her courage because verse 27 says, by faith, Moses uh, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Wow. We catch more than our, from our parents, I believe, than they try to teach us. And she risked her life and was not afraid, and somehow the family saw it. We can learn from our parents, and we have to realize how much they care. I tell a story about my parents. I, I use this actually at my mother's funeral. Uh, there were seven of us kids, and I had great Christian parents. My parents didn't fight or raise their voices at each other except once. My poor brother Russell, my brother Russell is in the hospital this morning down in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So I've been praying for my brother Russell. But Russell, maybe you know someone like this, whenever he borrows something from someone, a tool or something else, it would break. 
I mean, time and time again, he had the poorest luck, so to speak. And this had happened again, and he brought the broken thing back to my dad, and, and he had to go, and my mom came out to the garage, and dad said, Russell is so dumb. And my quiet Christian mother said, George, none of our children are dumb. <laughs> the one time I heard her kind of raise her voice at my dad. Do you know who wants to tell us we are dumb? We are worthless? It's the devil. Friend, you are not dumb or worthless or a mistake. God sees you as worthwhile and Christ loved you so much that he laid down his life on the cross for you. He risked that you would one day turn your life over to him and say, forgive my sins and make me the man I, or the woman I should be. So Jochebed risked her life for her son. Thirdly, she imparted faith to her son. Verse 24 says, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know how the plan of God worked and how it was read to us this morning in the scripture. Uh, she made this basket and put it in the river and, and uh, Pharaoh's daughter found it. And uh, then Miriam came out of hiding, Moses' uh, couple-year-old sister and said, should I found, find a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? And yes, so of course she went and got her own mother. And Jochebed got paid for nursing her own son. But don't think for a moment. Jochebed, during those few years she would have him before he had to go to the palace. Don't you think for a moment she didn't pray over that child. Don't you think for a moment her tears didn't fall on that child. Don't you think for a moment she didn't pray and say, God, during these hard times, I don't know what you're doing, but you've saved this child for a reason. And God, accomplish your will for his life. And she knew she only had so much time. Oh, we live in a busy age. Mothers today battle with some things that maybe Jochebed didn't battle with. They go to work for so many hours a day. There's kids to run to sports, and there's computers, and there's wash, and uh, there's cell phones, and... But most of all, Jochebed's teaching would make little Moses a man of faith. And then there was the most difficult day for Jochebed. I, I remember the day, you know, we took our son out to catch the bus for the first day of kindergarten. You know what I'm talking about, mothers. 
and uh, when we took him to college, you know, and the tears come. It, it can be difficult days, but can you imagine Jochebed taking Moses to Pharaoh's daughter to give him back to her? What a difficult moment, but I believe with all my heart Jochebed had prayed up. And she trusted God. She had taught Moses to hold on. That little boy told him to hold on when prayers are delayed. Don't give up no matter what. God can make himself real to you, Moses. Friend, I believe God did make himself real to Moses. But it wasn't for a while. You know, sometimes our prayers are delayed, aren't they? I know of a woman who prayed her husband would be set. She prayed for 30 years before she saw an answer to that prayer. My mom prayed over my oldest brother, and she waited over 60 years to see that prayer answered. And sometimes we pray for someone for a long time, and Moses uh, was into the wilderness when he had to flee. Remember why he had to flee? He had killed an Egyptian and hit him in the sand. <laughs> Pharaoh was going to kill Moses, so he fled into Midian. And he, he was 40 years old. And you remember, he took care of his father-in-law's sheep in the wilderness, and then one day, while taking him to the backsides of the desert up this mountain, he saw a bush burning. Remember that? And Moses wondered, why is that bush burning but not burned up? So he started over, and God called him and said, Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And Moses said, who, who are you, Lord? What, what's your name? And I love what God said. I am that I am. And if we can see the Old and New Testament form together, you know who the I am is. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep and on and through all the I am's of the New Testament. And Moses found out that day that God made himself real to Moses. Now Moses had a record. Remember he had killed that Egyptian. But I was thinking of that today and, and I want to impress upon you Friend, it's not too late personally for you to find your faith in Jesus. This morning, my wife and I were eating breakfast at the motel, and I couldn't help but see one sign, put your dirty dishes here. And I think it was at that burning bush 
that maybe Moses heard the great I am say, put your dirty laundry here. Put your sins here, Moses. But God, I can't speak. We think Moses stuttered. Put your incapabilities here. And I believe Moses walked away from that burning bush forgiven. And with a goal, go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. I believe, my friends, Moses, who had some problems, found out, as that song says, God is bigger than all your problems, bigger than all your fears. God is bigger than any mountain you can or cannot see. He's even bigger than all your questions, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain you can or cannot see. And one last thought. She enabled her son, Jochebed enabled her son to take the long look in life. You remember when you bought some things you just had to have, they looked so good. But Jochebed en- enabled Moses to take the long look in life. Listen again to verse 25. Can choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than all the treasures of Egypt. Moses saw the temporary nature, the pleasures of sin, and they last about this long. And he chose to identify with the people of God. He understood that suffering is temporary. Hold on a minute, Pastor Paul. Do you know how long Moses was in the Midian desert? Do you know how long he led the children of Israel through the desert up toward the promised land? I know, 40 years for each but he came to believe the eternal riches are in the Lord and he learned to walk by faith and not give up. One day in Sunday school where my wife and I were pastoring, our Sunday school superintendent had picked out some people, young and old, and given them all a baton. And they were to race around the church. You should have seen that Sunday. I enjoyed just watching them running. They were to run around the pews, and they were running. And I noticed one of the elderly ladies dropped her baton. And then she ran back. And I didn't know. I thought it was an accident. It was planned. She picked it up and ran and then handed it to her daughter. And then she ran and said, sometimes in life something hurts us or something makes us angry and we can drop the baton. But then we have to... Something made Moses angry, remember? He dropped the baton. But then we have to pick it up again and keep running the race for God so we can pass it on to the next generation. 
Friend, I want to encourage you to take the long look in life. God sees into the future. And he can use our lives in greater ways than we ever could imagine. And someday, when God says it's time to come home, as he did to Moses on Mount Nebo at age 120, I can almost hear Moses singing, can't you? It will be worth it all. when we see Jesus. I believe (laughs) Jochebed was rewarded for her faith. I believe she was surprised (laughs) beyond what she could imagine. All her efforts to train him in faith were rewarded. I am thankful for a Christian mom and dad who inspired my life, who pointed me in the right direction. Maybe someone here didn't have a Christian mom or dad. But I want to encourage you. Faith can start with you. So you can pass on to a younger generation. We have a great Savior. We have a great God. As the worship team comes to sing, I'm just going to pray this prayer for you. And if you need to put a hurt, a wound, a failure, a sin, as they sing at the foot of the cross and just surrender your hurts and your failures to God, God can use you in a great way. Heavenly Father, that sign struck me this morning. Put your dirty dishes here. God, we've all had things in our life that hurt us. God, sometimes we didn't see maybe what Moses saw in her mother, in his mother. But God, you see her heart. And Jesus, I believe you died on that cross and shed your blood for me. You risked your life for me so you could bring healing and forgiveness and come into my heart. And give me the courage to live for God in a hurting and broken world. What a Savior you are. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, I I don't believe anyone was more surprised than Moses. Looking at that burning bush and hearing you speak and calling him by name, And then you said, I have heard the affliction of my people in Egypt. And I'm sending you, Moses, to go and bring my people out. And I love to read that chapter, all the excuses Moses tried to give. It sounds like us. (laughs) But 
but I believe you have potential in each person to touch a needy world with a message of God's grace and deliverance. Go before us this week. Use us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.